You're kidding. Absolutely not. This is the very same microphone used by P.T. Barnum in announcing the opening of his American Museum. You know, I'm thinking of putting it in the den and charging other podcasters to see... Hmm. It says made in South Korea. Well, maybe I'll show off my new computer, hand-built by Alan Turing. Is that the one with the Apple logo? You always said you wanted more people visiting us. From Hollywood, it's out of my mind. I'm Jay Douglas, and in episode 37. It's a word you've used all your life, probably because your parents used it with you. But do you know what you've been talking about? What do you say when your kids ask, Mommy? Daddy? Where do humbugs come from? Ebenezer Scrooge may have found the real meaning of Christmas, but he didn't come close to discovering the real meaning of humbug. No, for that we have to leave behind the supernatural and instead turn to the unbelievable. So hurry, 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 right this way. Take a look inside, only one thin dime. Come and see the humbug. It's the eighth wonder of the world. So small, it's huge. Welcome to the reality of Phineas Taylor Barnum. Barnum was the master of the humbug, which the good Dr. Daniel Webster defined as an imposition under fair pretenses, what we would call false pretenses today. Barnum was never comfortable with that, and he went so far as to write a book, The Humbugs of the World, to define humbug by word and example. There are various trades and occupations which need only notoriety to ensure success, he wrote, always provided that when the customers are once attracted, they never fail to get their money's worth. He may have used deception to enrich himself, but also to expose his customers to sights, sounds, and experiences they may not have otherwise enjoyed. And if his customers left his tent, museum, auditorium, or lecture hall admiring his cleverness and skill, well, that didn't hurt either. There was nothing like a well-done humbug, but it only deserved the name if it provided value for both the humbugger and the humbuggy. Otherwise, as far as Barnum was concerned, it was cruel and probably illegal. If anyone knew the cruelty of a deception that provided no value, it was Barnum. As a young child, Barnum's grandfather handed him a deed to a tract of land near Bethel, Connecticut. It was called Ivy Island. When Barnum grew up, that land, and the power and prestige of being a rich landowner, well, all of that would be his. When he was 12, Barnum visited Ivy Island for the first time. It turned out to be a swampy, scraggly patch of land. Its ivy looked as stubby and grotesque as some of the attractions he'd later dangle in front of the public. I suspect Barnum carried the feelings of that moment forward with him when he weighed the effects of his humbugs on customers. Barnum's biographer, Arthur H. Saxon, was convinced that Barnum was a sensitive and tolerant individual who believed in giving the public a good laugh for only pennies. Barnum? On the level? It almost sounds as if Saxon were executing a little humbug of his own. Well, it's not really well known. Barnum was a scrappy fighter for unpopular causes of his day, such as women's rights, freedom for slaves, and the end of machine-dominated politics. Okay, true, for years he hustled customers through here his American Museum, where he treated them to a bearded lady, Bravo! or over there, the Fiji Mermaid, Aww. which looked remarkably like the torso and head of a juvenile monkey sewn into the back half of the fish. Still, it's hard to imagine any visitor, except maybe a Scrooge, passing up the chance to experience all this mystery, excitement, and wonder 
with very little risk. Barnum, as it turned out, took the fear of being taken and turned it into the pleasure of being taken in. Oh, there's one final ironic note. Remember Ivy Island, that land Barnum's grandfather gave him? That worthless, swampy plot that taught Barnum the pain of one-sided practical jokes? He used it as the down payment for the American Museum. The museum became the cornerstone of his humbug empire. He who humbugs last, humbugs best. And that's the story I call Makes You Wonder. My thanks to my wife for not telling anyone about the real history of my microphone and computer, even though I believe both are covered by spousal privilege. And that's why I'm confident I'll be back next Tuesday at 6 a.m. with another little-known story about well-known stuff. We'll talk then. I'm Jay Douglas. Out of My Mind is produced by Penny Summers and is a copyrighted feature of the Theater of Your Mind Incorporated, Hollywood, California.